Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Little child, get up. Friends, welcome back to God's Playbook. Today we're going to hear of the healing touch of Jesus found in Luke chapter 8, verses 40 to 56. And so we hear in the gospel, Now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. Just then, there came a man named Jairus, a leader of the synagogue. He fell at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house, for he had an only daughter, about 12 years old, who was dying. As he went, the crowds pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. And though she had spent all she had on physicians, no one could cure her. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his clothes, and immediately her hemorrhage stopped. Then Jesus asked, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds surround you and press in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I noticed that power had gone out from me. When the woman saw that she could not remain hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. Jesus said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher any longer. When Jesus heard this, he replied, Do not fear. Only believe, and she will be saved. When he came to the house, he did not allow anyone to enter with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. While they were all weeping and wailing for her, he said, Do not weep, for she is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and called out, Child, get up. Her spirit returned, and she got up at once. Then he directed them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astounded, but he ordered them to tell no one what had happened. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Healing Touch of Jesus Jesus, the Divine Physician, wishes to touch every single one of us, his children, in so many powerful ways. And yet sometimes we're like the parents. We laugh. We doubt. Can Jesus truly bring healing? In some cases, friends, miracles like today's Gospels take place. And yet, non-believers suggest that it's science or perhaps some other cause. And yet we realize that it is the power of prayer and the presence of God in our life and the healing touch of Jesus, the divine physician, who brings healing and health to us all. Sometimes physical health, sometimes spiritual health, emotional health, psychological health, etc. What's important in these passages is that we recognize that at the time of Jesus, women were seen as secondary. 
especially the woman with the hemorrhages. It's important to realize that when someone was sick, they were seen to be unclean. They believed at the time that God was punishing them for something that they had done or perhaps the sins of their parents. And so this woman who is hemorrhaging, who spends all that she has on her health, would have been seen as unclean. And as such, it would have been strictly forbidden for her to approach not only other human beings, but especially a man, especially Jesus, who, after coming in contact with her, would then be deemed as being unclean as well. Jesus had every reason to ignore her. Jesus had every reason to go far from her. And yet the opposite is what takes place. When I was in the Holy Land, we visited a special church that is dedicated to the women in the scriptures. And while at this particular church, I purchased a beautiful image of this gospel passage. The image shows the feet of Jesus and others around him. And we see the hand of the woman which just touches his cloak. And at the touch where her finger connects with the fragment of his cloak, there is a little light, almost like a spark, which signifies the power that has gone out of Jesus. This woman recognizes that she is not worthy to dialogue with Jesus because a woman should not speak to a man unless she was spoken to. So by touching his garment, the woman recognizes her deepest desire to be healed. She's at the point of despair. This is very risky. She could be imprisoned or put to death for what she's about to do. And yet she boldly takes this leap of faith, trusting that Jesus would help her. And indeed, he does. You might say to yourself, well, if Jesus knows everything, why did he ask who touched me? Friends, may we always be reminded that in the scriptures, Jesus is constantly teaching not only the people around him, but each of us. He's putting them to the test. He wants to see if she's going to identify herself in the pressures of the people around her. He wants her to take ownership of her action so that he can use her as an example to inspire others. That all of us should never be afraid to ask God for healing. It is so important that we see this in the passage. Do you and I also believe that through the healing touch of Jesus, we can be healed? Sometimes the touch of Jesus is given to us in the sacraments. Sometimes the touch of Jesus is felt greatest in prayer or on a retreat. Sometimes the touch of Jesus is a little more subtle or in places we don't expect. Perhaps in the words of a friend or a stranger who lifts our minds from anxiety and despair to peace. There are so many ways in which Jesus extends his hands upon us. Are we going to have the faith of the woman that Jesus says, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Would Jesus say the same thing to you and me? 
Then as the passage goes on, in this healing of a child who, again, at the time of Jesus, children were seen as property more so than a gift from God. And so again, Jesus takes the time to bring this young girl who was seen as dead back to life. Jesus does this with all of our loved ones. In the eyes of the world, they appear to have died. We also recognize that they have passed away. And yet, as believers of God, we recognize that they are not dead. Rather, they have passed from life through death to life. That's why we have the funeral mass. That's why we pray for the dead. Because we recognize that they are on their final journey to God. And we rely on the promise of Christ's resurrection. Non-believers laugh at us and say, Well, death is final. That's it. Let's help you grieve and move on. Life is short. What can we do? As disciples of God, St. Paul reminds us that we are to encourage one another with the words of Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. And I will raise them up on the last day. What does that mean for us? Can we see this gospel reading as a reminder that we are all God's children and our deceased loved ones are very much alive and in the hands of Jesus? While they may not return to life here on earth because of God's will, we recognize that their soul lives on. And because Christ is alive, the tomb is empty, and he is truly risen, he has unlocked the gates of heaven for us. At times on earth, those who are very sick have diseases that are deemed as uncurable by medical practitioners and medical experts. Sometimes God has different plans. He brings those who are dead back to life through the hands of first responders, through physicians, through nursing assistants, and so many others. Sometimes he brings those who are spiritually dead back to life through the saving hands of a priest and the sacraments of healing, anointing of the sick, and reconciliation. Sometimes he brings healing to our relationships that we see as dead. How can we come back in our marriage to a place of love? How can enemies once again talk to each other? There is no end to the ability of Jesus to bring healing and hope. So friends, may this passage not only help us to realize that Jesus at his time helped us to move to understand that women and children are seen to be just as important as men, that all of us, no matter how wealthy, how educated, how, quote-unquote, important the world sees us, Jesus sees each of us as important, his daughter and son. And if we have the eyes and lens of faith, we should truly believe that Jesus will heal Perhaps not in the way that we expect him to, 
and yet Jesus, the divine physician, is always at work. Let us pray for those who are sick, especially those who, like the woman, might feel desperate. Maybe those who have spent much money, time, and resources in seeking healing, and yet their suffering continues. Let us pray for those who may be dead of mind, body, and spirit. Those who feel that they are dead, yet they are still alive. Those struggling with mental health or a lack of self-esteem. Let us ask Jesus, the divine physician, to come upon them and come upon us to help us to bring us healing in the ways that God wishes to heal us. Lord our God, we thank you for your presence in our life. We thank you for the examples of the two women in today's scriptures. Help us to realize that just as you cared for them, you care for us. May we feel your healing touch in our lives and have the same faith that is exhibited in these scriptures. We also lift to you those who struggle in faith, O God, who need your healing touch and yet perhaps may be afraid or reluctant to ask for it. As we lift them to your almighty throne, please grant them the grace that you gave to these two disciples and friends of yours in the scriptures. We ask these and all things through Christ our Lord. Amen. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or GoFundMe at God's Playbook Podcast. Thanks and God bless.